Hello, and welcome to The Leader Lab, the podcast powered by Life Labs Learning, where we study what exceptional leaders do differently. Each week, my lab mates and I will distill our findings into powerful tipping point skills, the smallest changes that tip over to make the biggest impact in the shortest time. The result? You become a better leader faster. I'm your host, Vanessa Tanisian, a leadership trainer at Life Labs Learning, and currently we're exploring the art and science of managing difficult conversations, how to turn conflict into points of connection. This week, we have Masella Dukley back with us. You might remember her from our two-hander episode, and if you haven't listened yet, go check it out. With so much out-of-controlness happening in 2020, the two-hander has done wonders for my peace of mind. Masella is a coach and facilitator here at Life Labs, and she's also the host of the Keeping Score podcast. And as of last week, she is the proud owner of a new Peloton bike, and she won't stop talking about it. (laughs) Welcome back to the lab, Masella. Happy to see (laughs) you. Thanks for having me back, V. I am very obsessed with my Peloton. Yes, I'm officially one of those people. I'll try not to hold it against you. I mean, no shade (laughs) to all you Peloton lovers out there. So Masella, what difficult conversations technique have you brought for us to experiment with today? I am so excited to talk about affect labeling today, which is essentially all about putting our feelings into words. For me, it's been immensely helpful both at work and at home, which feels like my whole life because 2020, (laughs) right? I feel that. (laughs) Really helps me to stay calm, especially during conflict, especially during difficult conversations. Affect labeling is actually an emotion regulation tool. Researchers Jared B. Ture and Matthew B. Lieberman determined it to be an implicit emotion regulation tool because it often doesn't even feel like a regulatory process. So I can get the benefits without feeling like I'm doing the heavy lifting. (laughs) Okay, sign me up. How does this work? (laughs) Yeah, I'm really glad that you asked. So essentially, it will allow you to more clearly articulate what you need and what really matters which in turn makes it much easier for us to overcome conflict and manage any difficult conversations that we might be a part of. That sounds like a dream. It can be your reality, Vanessa. Oh my God. <laughs> so exciting. Tell me more. Yeah. Let's talk about emotion expression. So there are four steps to emotion expression. The first is the situation. What's happened? This is the context. Second, we think about attention. This is what we choose to focus on, which is interesting because each of us are going to have different types of biases that lead us in one direction or the next. The third step is appraisal, essentially what we tell ourselves about the situation. And the fourth and final step, which is what we'll focus on today, what we choose to do. This is our response. Gotcha. So step number four, response. What I know from being a human out in the world is that (laughs) a lot of people try to mask their emotions when they're upset in one way or another. So I'm curious, what's up with that? And what does emotion regulation say about that? Yeah, it's super natural and human to think it's important to mask our emotions. I would say that we've been socialized this way, but emotion regulation is not about becoming a robot. The idea here isn't to have no emotions or to be in total control all the time. Not only can emotions actually help us when it comes to making decisions, but this is our way of connecting with other people. So when we allow ourselves, especially as leaders, to be vulnerable and to show our true feelings, we actually end up building trust. And ultimately, we feel healthier and happier. Okay. So bottom line, don't be a robot, but we are understanding our emotions and somehow using them to be our best selves. Okay, well, that tracks because what I know from research is that hiding one's feelings is physiologically taxing. It wears us out. 
In one particular study, they showed films to two different groups of people. One group was told to suppress the reactions, while the other group was just told to watch the film. And what was interesting is that for the suppression group, physiologically, when they had to watch emotionally positive or negative films, they had an increased sympathetic activation of their cardiovascular system. That's a fancy way of saying that their heart was beating faster. (laughs) They were in that flight or fight mode. So it's a pretty tricky thing. And I love that research. You know, it's really easy for us to assume that focusing our emotion without trying to change them or problem solving would just suck and not necessarily make us feel better. But on the contrary, research has found that labeling what we're feeling actually really curbs the way that our emotions are expressed, not only in our brains and our body, but of course, in our behaviors. Well, that's pretty compelling. This idea of simply by labeling the emotion, we can take away some of the power it generally has over us and then puts our thinking brain back in the driver's seat. Precisely. The ability to accurately label what you are feeling is one of the biggest levers for self-calming in any situation. More tangibly, affect labeling, which is what we're focused on today, deeply impacts how we communicate to others and how we might even reframe a situation prior to our response. So I'm curious, how does this play out in a difficult conversation at work? I can imagine that talking about emotions would put people on edge in the workplace. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that that's definitely something people might be concerned about. But let's think about it this way. Let's say that you were scheduled for an unexpected hour-long meeting right before a huge presentation that you have coming up. I don't know about you, but I don't do well with that sort of thing. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, you were going to use that time to prepare and now it's gone. So without thinking, you immediately follow up with the person who scheduled the meeting and you say, what's this all about? This doesn't necessarily put this person in a position to even answer you productively. So instead with affect labeling, you would take time to pause and ask yourself, Vanessa, what feeling are you really experiencing here? Mm -hmm. And you realize that you're anxious about not being able to prepare for this huge presentation. It allows us to settle into the reality of that emotion and better communicate. And maybe instead you say something like, hey, is there any way for us to move this because I'm preparing for this huge presentation? Okay. So I think it's time for us to try this out. What do you think? Definitely. Let's do it. Listeners and Vanessa... I want you to imagine that you are on a call with a vendor. You realize that your team has sent over the wrong shipping dates and addresses. So a double whammy. You need this material. And the customer service person that you are working with is less than helpful. Let's just say Mm -hmm. that. Your manager is disappointed. Your team is panicking. Yeah, it's pretty rough. You are about to have a status meeting with the team. How do you feel? Honestly, I would be... So mad as a person with a little (laughs) bit of customer service in my background, way back when bad customer service gets my goat, but also just annoyed that we got this wrong on two different planes. Like, how do you get both the addresses and the dates wrong? It makes no sense. So a lot of negative self-talk and blaming would definitely be happening. Very normal, very human, negative self-talk, frustration, anger, all of those things. So let's actually put affect labeling into practice. Let's go a layer deeper beyond the frustration, beyond the negative self-talk. What is the feeling at the root of those emotions? Honestly, I would be wondering how this even happened. So if I had to label, I'd probably be deeply disappointed and definitely embarrassed and maybe a little sad that this presentation is just not going to go how I originally envisioned it. Yeah. Great. I mean, is that great? (laughs) 
not that you're ashamed, but that you've labeled it, right? So the trick to this is that the label creates a distance from the feeling. We end up activating the neocortex versus our amygdala by realizing, okay, I'm upset. And knowing this, there's an opportunity for you to logically think about how to move forward productively. That does sound nice. (laughs) So you're telling me you can either live in that embarrassment or sadness or instead say, you know what? I won't have the materials needed, but here's how I'll communicate that to the team and ensure that we figure something out. It feels like affect labeling takes us from being stuck to making some progress. Yep. You got it, V. That's it. Use your words to honor and express the emotions that you're experiencing. And when you're in difficult conversations, you want to make sure that you're using affect labeling to help you communicate where you stand and what you need more clearly. Basically, you go from that amygdala hijack to using your thinking brain. Okay. So let's get into that leader hot seat. How would we be able to use affect labeling with our teams? Allow your team to express their emotions by labeling them. When you don't label, you put people in a position of potentially needing to mask their emotions. When we're masking our emotions, there's a great chance that we are coping in unhealthy ways. We're not expressing ourselves. And honestly, we end up solving all the wrong types of problems. So instead, the benefit here is for you to create an avenue for your team to be able to say, I'm upset by this thing, but let's take it another level deeper. Here's the emotion that's showing up for me in truth. Here's what I actually need. And that brings us to our Leader Lab experiment of the week. What should we have folks try out in their laboratory of life, Masala? This week, my friends, when you are feeling a sense of annoyance, frustration, or really any other feeling, especially when having a difficult conversation, pause for a second and label it. What is it exactly? And then when you've done that, can you name what you need? Because having flexibility in terms of our emotions means that we can feel the full swing of life and have full decision power over how we want to act in response to that feeling. And that's a wrap of another episode of The Leader Lab. Make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and share so that we can all make tough conversations easier for each other. Share insights and feedback with us on Twitter at Life Labs Learn or on LinkedIn at Life Labs Learning. And if you'd like to bring training to your team, head on over to lifelabslearning.com. See you in the lab next week.